Transparence Frequency. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is the second part of the podcast discussing organizational transformation. In the first part, we explained why transformation is needed. We were talking about the driving factors of change and we gave insights into the new approaches of cultural change. Guys, now let's focus on fundamental errors. When we talk about transformation, I suppose that the process should be implemented to orientate the organization in a new direction and take it to an entirely different level of effectiveness. What should be changed? What should be left behind? Actually, Cotter is, uh, is saying a lot about uh, this in his book. According to his experiences, it is uh, very hard for, for the organizations to, to carry through all the activities that are needed for this, uh, for this change and for this transformation. The project can only be uh, successful if uh, the organization can build a very solid base and through that is able to keep up the, the energy level and the engagement of, of its people. The experiences are, are summarized in, in eight uh, mistakes, mm -hmm. basically, in eight categories of mistakes that describe what the organization should avoid if they want to make a, a successful transformation project. Mm -hmm. I'm going to... to... To say the mistakes, if you have uh, anything to add, then uh, we can discuss yes, about yes, it, okay? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, the first one, and it's very much connected, I think, to, the, um, to this uh, building a solid base, is that uh, in several companies where they want to start it, uh, this uh, project, there is a lack of uh, sense of urgency. It means that the, the organization... Uh, is a very successful organization and they have several, uh, they have long history. And because of that, uh, people do not see that they need to, they need to change at all. What do you, mm. how do you see so, that? I was just, it's, it's impossible to, to avoid the, the parallelism with the situation that we are living with uh, this uh, new crisis of COVID-19. All the technologies that we have at companies like um, Skype and all the technologies, common technologies that we always had in the last five, seven years, they were always available. And we didn't use it that much, right? Many companies didn't use it that much. Uh, with big, without true. this sense of very, well, why to use it? I'm, I'm used to going to the office. I'm okay with it. I don't need anything else. When something like this happens, this sense of urgency, very clear. So necessity is the mother of all inventions, right? So you need to stay at home, but you need to work too. And you need to be with your children too. They are not at school. And you could do finally, magically, you could do everything. Work remotely with your children and your, at your house and running a business maybe or leading a team. So of course, uh, it's not that easy. But uh, when you have the sense of urgency and you need to do it, it pushes you, right? It pushes you, and, and you do it. And this is what we're seeing in, in, uh, around the world, right? With, with companies uh, that they were not that used to to do that, now they are, they are doing it. I'm not saying that they like it, but 
they are doing it, right? So we are using the potential we always had now with this sense of urgency. Yeah, it's good. I don't know what you think, guys. Yeah, it's good Good that you mentioned it, uh, Sebastian, because I was thinking that what, um, as a part of sense of urgency, organizations need is, is discipline, which would help this behavior that you just said. We see that even COVID-19 is knocking at the door. Some people still act like they, you know, cannot be affected. This can happen to anybody else, but not them. And mm -hmm. I think without having enough discipline to acknowledge that, yes, something is happening and we need to act and I'm a part mm -hmm. of it, this sense of urgency will, will not be effective or only last for a, for a short time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why the, the second mistake that Kotter uh, is actually saying is that uh, sometimes there is a lack of powerful guiding coalition. It means that uh, maybe they put one individual responsible for the change, but he's saying that actually you need uh, powerful people, credible people that can convince the others of, of these changes. And of course, changes in one directions. So the third mistake also connects to here, this uh, underestimating the power of vision, because he's saying that the vision is something that gives you the direction and gives you the why you need to change. And if there is not enough information about this, or it is uh, too blurry, then uh, it's not, uh, not attractive for people. And also, if there is an under-communication of this uh, vision, and people not hear enough about it, or they don't uh, see that uh, it's not only words, but also actually leadership is acting through that, changing uh, consistently with, uh, with the new defined vision, this engagement will not, uh, will not uh, happen. Yes, yes, I think uh, it's very well, very well said, Tommy, that I, acting is, is kind of a key word here. So without acting accordingly, the vision is, is just a sentence. It may sound good, but it has to be filled with, with content. It, it needs, a, needs a strategy that the organization follows um, constantly. Yes, I totally agree. And words like um, you were saying, Tommy, and um, what you were just said, said um, Eric, this uh, vision, for example, or strategy, they are banalized uh, words within companies, so they, they, people, they don't give uh, enough importance. Another way to say it, a vision is, uh, is uh, what, are you, what do you want to do or what you are going to do in the future? And this is a very natural question that everybody does. Adding more to what you just said, Eric, you bring this uh, action word, right? So strategy. Strategy is interesting, interested when it's put in, into action. And this, uh, of course, uh, one person won't be able to do that, and we need this powerful coalition, meaning leadership, right? Meaning every everybody having the same purpose and being able to uh, influence others and, and make people believe that. And so, so, so everybody will, will help you to achieve that. Yeah, and and I don't know, guys, what you experience. But what I heard and saw a lot of time is that the most of the colleagues uh, see the vision only as a bullshit. I mean, if they have ever heard about it. So besides what you said, I, I also think the way of communication is, is really important. 
because I see if, if the colleagues receive these visions through the right channel and, uh, and you know, with the right methods, then I think they can better, maybe easier understand it. So, so they can, uh, can live with it. So it can be a part of their daily life. Yeah, yeah. totally agree. And people, they don't believe in it because uh, maybe in the past, what they learn is that when someone talk about the vision, after that, nothing happens. And then they hear it again. Yeah. And after mm -hmm. that, nothing happened. So when they hear for the third, fourth, fifth time, okay, that's bullshit. Of course, mm -hmm. it's what they, they have learned, right? So, yeah, I totally agree. And uh, it's also connected uh, here. The next mistake, actually, is that if the organization uh, lets uh, obstacles block the vision. What does it mean exactly? It means that if the, the different uh, structures or personal and promotional systems are not uh, aligned with the vision, then even though the people might uh, become engaged, they will be blocked uh, from, from acting differently than uh, before. I think what's also connected it is that if they see that they want to act differently, but they actually mm -hmm. cannot because the company is not letting mm -hmm. them to through its structure or it's very hard for them, then this, uh, this enthusiasm can also uh, fade. And also, if the next mistake, which is uh, failing to create short-term wins, uh, so if that happens, that the company only focuses on, uh, on long-term goals and basically doesn't give any evidence throughout the project consistently and doesn't plan these evidences to give to the people so that they realize actually the new approaches are working, uh, then they will not believe in it after, after some time. Yes, yes. I would like to confirm this, um, especially because I think it's very important to highlight that even though we say like change, 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 um, people will not change unless the, the benefits of the change are attractive. And, and they believe that the particular change is actually possible. So people need uh -huh, these, uh -huh. need these results, see the results of maybe these small, but constant steps they are doing, mm -hmm. the organization is doing, um, and it is actually advancing um, towards uh, the vision. Yes, and uh, trust also, right? Because if leadership um, or this uh, powerful coalition, as a quarter put it, says something, and when people, they do that, people see it works, so they trust in their leadership. So, okay, well, these guys, they told me to do that and I did and actually it was good, right? So they trust and uh, they might do it again, right? And on the other hand, we are human beings and we always want to see what is in for me also, right? It's a, it's a, it's a complex uh, topic and uh, leadership is a very, very uh, important keyword here in this, all this, this process of, of change, right? Yes, I mean, it, it is about uh, empowerment after all, empowerment of the people and empowering them to, to really act on that. We have uh, still two mistakes. So the first one is that uh, we should not forget that we, we should not uh, declare the victory and the closure of the project too soon. Kotter describes some experiences when the companies believed before that the, the war is already over and they reached their vision and what they wanted, but uh, 
they forgot to ask themselves, but yeah, but really we 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 made these changes stick? Did we really uh, made this part of the culture and did we really make sure that uh, the old traditions will not uh, come back? I think this is uh, another important question that we need to ask, ask themselves because otherwise uh, all that work that you put in throughout the several years might go up in smoke. Hmm. That's that's very true. It's very true. Yeah. Yes, and I'm I'm very glad, uh, Tommy, that you're saying these things because these things that Cotter is writing, it's it seems that he's really taking these from real life examples. So it's not just theory, but really a guideline you can you can follow. Yeah, it has this effect when when you read a book and and you look at it's like a, I, I think the same thing. I, I think that I I could have said that right. It's a you feel so so identified. The guy has uh, apparently had also experience, and he's talking from real life, right? So the thing is again how to make this happen, right? So again, right, uh, putting all this uh, knowledge and uh, into action, right, for for companies in general. I mean, right, that's uh, the the challenge, right, of uh, of changing. And Moke was just saying a few minutes ago about. Uh, that uh, people they resist to change, and that resist resisting to change is is natural, right? So yes. Again, why why to do it? Why to do it? So it comes all over again. Thank you guys for being here and sharing knowledge. Until our next podcast, please stay tuned and listen to us whenever and wherever you want. We are back soon with more interesting topics. Take care and stay healthy. Thank you, guys. Thank you, it was a great discussion. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank a you. Pleasure. Thank you, stay Vicky. healthy. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you, guys. <laughs>